100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlights, Tony Richards. Good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. I'm your host, Tony Richards, and Sumner County Spotlight brought to you every week at 10 a.m. here on WHIN by FM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville, and also at myfmbank.com. Guest this morning, Hendersonville Staples. Well, you are now because you've been in business long <laughs> enough. It's Don and Evelyn Bonds, the owners of Poor Vu, right here on Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Good morning and welcome to the show, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Glad you're here. So this could be a little long because you're talking to a literal idiot on wine, <laughs> spirits, booze. So I'll be asking the questions as a first grader would on any of this stuff. Awesome. So, but it's kind of a good thing because, you know, you never know who's listening what they may know or not know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's some really cool things that you guys could, could probably share with folks. Um, so why don't we start with Evelyn. Okay. Ladies first. Um, <laughs> so where are you from originally? And we'll get to how you guys met later. Okay. <laughs> so uh, where are you from? Well, I'm from very far away, Goodlettsville, Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. Spent okay. Spent all my life here. Went to Goodlettsville Elementary, Goodlettsville High School. So I'm a... Almost Hendersonville girl. But you're a Goodlessville gal at heart. Yes, There's yes. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And um, so did you go away to school? Did you stay here? Did you? Yeah, I did go to college in East Tennessee at Maryville College. Okay. And then I uh, went to Atlanta a little bit right after school, but then I made my way back home to Sumner County. Atlanta a little big or a little hot or a both? Or... Oh, a little, a little busy. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> Like, you know, if you could walk to work, I'm sure it was fine. But if you had to drive anywhere, yeah. forget it. Uh, Don, how about you? Where are you from? I'm from Nashville. I oh, was okay. raised in Nashville, raised on a farm. In Nashville. Now, in not Nashville. many people can say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when was the last farm? Where, where was it? Was it yours? <laughs> it was my grandfather's. Yeah. We had a dairy farm and we had another farm that was a, a cattle farm. Yeah. And where was it in Nashville? It was uh, over at, off of, uh, I grew up on Murfreesboro Road. Okay. And the uh, cattle farm was over on O'Hickory Boulevard. Yeah. About five miles Well, there's, miles you know away. what, there's still, I just drove down Murfreesboro Road to, uh, well, we ended up sneaking down to Shelbyville over the last weekend, and still some beautiful farms, by the way, oh, along yeah. that road. So yeah. it, it hasn't all grown up just yet, right? Yeah. Um, so you did that, you grew up, and then uh, where'd you go? You did the school and? Went to school, went to MTSU. Got in the, uh, left there and uh, went to work for the Yellow Pages. Oh, my goodness. Advertising. Yeah. Traveled the state of Tennessee. That was uh, today's internet for those, or yesterday's <laughs> internet for those of you who don't know what it was. Long time ago. Um, but it was, you know, super necessary advertising, especially for certain categories like air conditioning, uh, automotive, things like that, right? It was a big part of advertising at that point, yes. Yeah. And your competitors were probably just television, radio, direct mail, right. I suppose. Wasn't a lot of direct mail back then. Well, yeah, that's true. And so what did you study at MTSU? Marketing. Okay. And then you went right into it. Yes. How long did you do that? Uh, what, marketing? Um, yellow Pages. Oh, I did that for um, about eight years, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you had a good client base by then. That's not easy. I mean... Uh, I guess you could do sort of longer contracts, which kind of helped at the time. You know? Well, there were annual contracts. We worked, I worked for a company called uh, that, that specialized in uh, Yellow Page advertising. They did everything for all the Bell operating companies. So yeah, and display ads and all the whole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you had to pay extra for those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you paid extra for the bold type in the in the phone book. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about. It. That's exactly right. Just a little bold font was extra dough. Um, and so you did that for eight years, and then what did you, I mean, did you enjoy marketing? No. I enjoyed it. It just, you know, it was a lot of travel because you, you were away from home. 
Really? Oh, did you Every have like week. a region or something? The state of Tennessee. The whole state? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So you could sell phone books, Memphis, Knoxville, Chattanooga. Well, we worked in crews. You went to a, a, a town and set up, and you were there for a week or two weeks as you worked the small wow. towns. And, you know, the major uh, cities, uh, Chattanooga, Knoxville, and Memphis, wow. you would, you know, they lasted uh, two to three months apiece. Yeah. So getting the phone number right was kind of important. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and I'm sure there were a few typos. It's like, oh, no, another year. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, I'm sure you took care of them too. But okay, so what after? Uh, what did you do after that? I went to work for uh, Mobile Communications Corporation of America, which is the uh, uh, the primary paging company in Nashville. Uh, okay. Telpage was their uh, their name here locally. And uh, that was also a marketing kind of thing, or sales? Or? It was sales. Yeah. You know, we had we operated uh, we had. Uh, uh, about 150 transmitters in Middle Tennessee and yeah. uh, 75 realize, sites. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think people realize just what we had to go through to get, um, you know, two ways or pagers. Or, right. Um, two ways were sort of the precursor, you know, of the bag phone. And well, we all that remember was, those. Right? We, it was out the called the IMTS phone. It was uh, improved mobile telephone service, and we we had the license for the telephone service we also did the traffic up and down the uh, cumberland river mobile right. service so well you were probably big man on campus because having a cell phone in your car was you know they were like well they weren't called cell phones but yeah. you know that was a big deal i you had know, three phones in my car yeah. <laughs> with the antennas it was like oh my god he's a ham operator right so yeah. well that's cool so you uh semi-technically savvy then i guess right? somewhat yeah yeah well that's it's cool. kind of gotten away from me now but yeah well <laughs> yeah I'm on that page. <laughs> Just remind me to save this when we're done, by the way. Um, so uh, so a little bit of phone book uh, and then uh, two-way communication or, or paging. Um, and so you've had different things throughout your career. Where you just, seems like you stayed there quite a bit of time in each place. Then. I did. And then I went to work for McCall Communications out of Seattle. They were the largest cellular operator in yeah. the world at the time. Yeah. And uh, local operation here was called Cellular One. Yeah. Absolutely remember those. And is that where you just ended up uh, sailing into the sunset in your career on that? Because then you became an entrepreneur, clearly, <laughs> right? Well, Evelyn and I had married when I was at Cellular One, and, and uh, uh, she had the, a printing company in Rivergate. And uh, we um, bought a building and went moved into Nashville, and I was still with Cellular One, and um, Cellular One sold. Um, we, uh, and they wanted to move us to California. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. And so we decided we wanted to stay here in Tennessee. That was a good move. <laughs> yeah. They asked us to go to California and they decided that I said, I don't want to do that. And they said, well, we'll just keep you on and, uh, you can, uh, work with us as a consultant. And I did that. Well, that's nice. Sounds like they treated you pretty well. Though. They did. Yeah. That's good. And then... So you, you bought a building. And, you know, I, I wanted – Sailor One sold the operation here. They sold it to uh, another company, and they were supplying me office space in there, but I just didn't want to be around it after I didn't have any influence. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> That went away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So I moved in with um, – made an office at the building that we had purchased, and I was traveling out of there, and it just – I started playing in the uh, in the printing industry and that Evelyn was involved with. And oh, okay. Pretty soon I was turning down the consulting jobs. and. Well, you know, it's not that big of a stretch from phone books to printing. I mean, there's, you know, similar sales. It's paper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. which isn't cheap. Um, and was getting more and more expenses. I'm assuming you had co-ops and things where you bought things through through groups. Um, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know the printing business real well, it, you know, it almost you almost got forced into doing co-ops just because paper was, you know, you'd wake up one morning and it's this expensive, and the next morning you get it for nothing. It yeah, changed changed quickly. So when you had your printing business, uh, Evelyn, what did you what did you specialize in? What did you what did you do? Well, we did everything. If it was on paper, we did it. But we had, um, we did lots of catalogs. Um, we did uh, brochures. You know, it was commercial printing, so it was for other businesses. Mm -hmm. And um, 
How did you lay all that out? Were there were there computer programs at the time where you could kind of do layout, or did you do some hand stuff and the, well, the glue it, and the wax and all that stuff? Well, that that changed uh, immensely during the twenty five years we were in printing. Yeah, started out you know with negatives and. Um, Don right. knows more of the technical language. I was just in sales. So. Oh, well, there you go. Well, the most important piece, by the way. Yes. Um, and there were things that I'm sure were profitable in printing, and some things aren't. Yeah. We were talking before we started, uh, Don, that, you know, that is a high uh, capitalization cost business. Um, and then you hope that you get that kind of business to help pay for the gigantic machine you had mm-hmm. to just pay for. Well, the equipment kept getting better and better, but, you know, it also kept bec- becoming more and more expensive. And it got to, you know, you had to uh, to make money. You had to run it 24 hours a day, right. at least five days a week, and hopefully seven. So, so you could do the, the numbers and kind of figure it out. And then if you have maintenance, and then you're, you know, you're running it much, guess what happens? you got to maintain them. That's right. And then you probably learned a lot on that, too. I would imagine <laughs> by hook or by crook or... I always had good maintenance personnel. That's so. good. How big was your shop when you guys were? Well, sort of... when we got out, when we started, I think we probably had 15 employees. Okay. And uh, when we got out, we had 150 employees, and we were running seven days a week. Oh, and... my God. Well, when I started the business, we had two employees. <laughs> that's right. And you grew Myself it to 150? and one other, yes. Wow, that's amazing. And we were... Where, where were most of the jobs? I mean, I would imagine as you became more uh, uh, recognized brand that, you know, jobs started coming in from maybe all over the state or the, the whole tri-state area, or how did that work? We had, uh, you know, at the end, we had customers in California. We had customers all over. Yeah. Um, so did you do the high-dollar, high-gloss kind of expensive stuff, too, if you needed yes. to? Well, I yes. hope we weren't too expensive. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, but I know it costs to do it, though. <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. We printed, printed the PGA magazine or uh, convention catalog and um, printed uh, all of Lexmark's materials for all their printers and so forth. Oh, cool. Went in the box, and I mean, we well, shipped you, you all. You must that. have had a pretty good salesperson. Oh, we had s- several good salespeople, <laughs> a lot of good salespeople. Well, that's great. So you guys kind of basically soared with your strengths, and now you know you own Porvu, and I want to kind of get into kind of how that came about. But uh, as you guys work together, many couples are very successful at it. Many know exactly how much time to spend away from each other. I'm in the same boat you are, by the way. Me and my wife own a business. It's like, okay, I'm going to go to this location now, and everybody cools off, I'll come back. You know. Um, so how does that, did it take you a while to kind of figure out your niches, or did you? Well, even though we've always, or mostly worked for the same company, we rarely see each other during the day. Because we each have our own um, areas that we're in. But it's funny because people come in and they say, where's Don? Yeah. <laughs> like, I have no idea. And vice versa, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. It's like, well, I saw him this morning. Isn't that I funny? Left. They expect you to know what each yes. other's doing. Yes. I do get that a lot. Well, you know, just talk to us. Well, I didn't know you. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I have no clue where she's at in this yeah. business day mm-hmm. or who she's talked to or let alone family. Right. 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 <laughs> Of course, now that we're at Porvu in a more confined space there, I do kind of have a uh, know if he's back there in his office or not most of the time. Yeah. But sometimes he sneaks out. So um, did you, were you seeing the signs of the printing business yes. that, and, and you, were you able to exit uh, when you wanted? You never get what you wanted, but, yeah. um, and, and how did that go? And then, and then when did that transition go to spirits, wine, beer? And all the other things. <laughs> well, we uh, we sold the business in '98, and then uh, they asked us to stay on and and uh, be a part of that and run the operations. Uh, they started doing mergers of multiple companies together and right. putting them together, and I did that for another 12 years. Oh gosh, you did pretty well. I know somebody <laughs> who did that about three years ago, and she's like. I can't even go in anymore. It's so hard to watch and keep my mouth shut. You know, I mean, yeah, it is. Sometimes. That's not easy. You know, that's pretty. That says a lot about you. Um, you know, what, that I'm stupid. No, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's like, you know, as you're watching them, and they probably asked you, and sometimes they probably didn't care what you thought. But you know, it takes a discipline to 
to watch something you guys grew yes. and then see somebody they're just never gonna care about it the way you do mm-hmm. they're right. just they're just not yeah you know so so that's pretty cool though it you know it must have gone relatively well or they must have paid you relatively well uh to stay <laughs> along you know and do the management thing so that's a good thing but we knew, I mean, I knew it was coming to an end, and, and we, had, uh, we had a relationship with uh, several of the liquor uh, uh, wholesalers, and oh. we had done work for them years before, and we would just become friends, and I always thought that would be something I would like to do. And uh, at one time, I secured a license, and I had a gentleman that was going to run it, but I ended up getting him a job in, in uh, New Orleans, and so he wasn't there to run it, and I didn't... At that time, um, I didn't want to run it, so yeah. <laughs> I gave the license up and uh, never went through on it. But uh, well, you know, I want to come and talk about that—just kind of the beginnings of Porvu, and and this is—it makes sense. You know, you had customers, you had these relationships, and and in the printing business, just like in the broadcasting business or other businesses like this, you learn about your clients' business. Yes. It's one of the I think the great things I love doing is learning about how your business works um and i think that's what we're going to find out a little bit more if that's okay right after uh, this little break okay okay all right we're going to come back more with sumner county spotlight right after these messages we're talking with don and evan Bonds, the owners of poor vu in hendersonville we'll be right back FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning with Don and Evelyn Bonds, our guests today, the owners of Poor Vu in Hendersonville on Indian Lake Boulevard, a really nice place if you haven't seen it. So, um, Don, you were talking a little bit about, you know, the business and the printing business that you guys built up from a few employees to 150, sell it, you stuck around for a while. Um, I need to ask you, Evelyn, during that period, what were you doing? <laughs> during the printing Well, he period? was still at the printing uh, printing place that you guys sold, and you yeah. are, well, what, I living was... it up in Lake Tahoe, or what were you? <laughs> well, I took a few years off. We Good. We adopted two girls from Russia. Oh, cool. That were 10 and 12, and so at that oh, point, Lordy. I, I stayed home for a few years, and then um, after about, I guess, eight years then college started looming and so um they were busy back with their to work activities. mom goes so back back into sales at the printing company where don still was oh, no way. so um yeah so it was nice to have a little break but it was fun to get back in there yeah that's cool well that i have no idea what's beeping but that's me we're just I'm gonna sorry. roll no that's fine no worries um okay so so don you you had sort of found this interest in um liquor and distributing and you got a license which you then ended up not using um and there's a lot of so you went from sort of a not that printing doesn't have any any regulations but compared to the liquor business or the radio business for example highly regulated um and that changes probably every time you get up and read the paper like what do i got to do now you know i you know i remember when you guys you couldn't sell cheese you couldn't sell if it wasn't in a bottle don't even talk about it right i mean so many rules and i'm mm-hmm. watching this going you guys you know and now it's like basically carte blanche and then only one member could have a license right and then maybe two family members and then they took it back again or what's what's tell us about all of that well currently you can only own two stores in the state of tennessee and you can only own one in the market that you're in in other words hendersonville i could only own one uh, i see entity here and they had regulate. You couldn't be so far from a school, church. I mean, there's all kind. I don't know if people realize there's a finite number of licenses and a finite number of family members and finite number of yes. locations and, and all of that. So what made you decide to give it another shot after you had given the one up and then you thought, hey, you know, I'll still try to do it. Well, we weren't living in Hendersonville when I got the first one, and, and, when, and when we wanted to uh, secure one here, we had been here for 20 years, I guess, and, um, you know, it was, it was just, it's a hometown market for us, and um, there were three uh, stores here in Hendersonville that had been here since 1972 when the city was incorporated, and um, at that time, you know, they had rules on where the um population had to grow to in order to get you know to allow another one but every time that seemed to come up they 
the laws changed and uh, <laughs> yeah you know probably of, did today who yeah. knows while we're yeah. talking right now they could change the rule <laughs> so um, we were approaching that threshold again and and uh, when I right after I had left the uh, the printing industry and I started working on it matter of fact I worked on it for three years before we got the license see I think people forget how hard it is just to start something that you maybe know but you had to learn all of that stuff during that period about applications and who you had to talk to and you know get in line and I don't know this answer and you know those are the you know it's fun to learn though you know it is and uh, so you didn't go in a super big rookie so was this your your first building your first location did you start in another place and grow or you just bit the bullet and said you know, I think Indian Lake Boulevard is going to grow. I'm getting this piece of property. It's store frontage. It's a brand new building. It's a different concept than maybe the other liquor stores in town had. So you you must have had a vision together. Well, I secured the property or had a uh, option on the property uh, prior to our receiving the license. I built the building. Okay. Um, so you were, you know, at least I'm going to get this property and take a chance there, and then we'll see. Well, I, like I said, I had I had an option on it, so I had not bought the property, but I had an option on it to buy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we secured the license, then of course I went through with that, and we uh, started getting the plans together to to um, build the building. And what did Mama think about that idea? <laughs> She's still here, so She's there. <laughs> that's, that's, a her. Good, that's, a, that's a good sign. She stuck with you. But you know, you were the entrepreneur, then he helped you. So you know, now yeah. he he. You know, my wife continually tells me, you know, remember, this was your dream, not mine. <laughs> you know, I we have a very good relationship. I get us into debt. Mm-hmm. She gets us out. She's in sales <laughs> like you. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, I know how to yeah. run this stuff, but mm-hmm. sales, eh, you know. Well, you're, you're right, Tony. It has been like that. Don hired me back in the paging industry. So he hired me. Then I had the printing company. He came to work. For my company. Oh. So, yes, this was his dream, and it took me a little while to get on board. But, um, gosh, well, I'm so glad we did. It's just been awesome. Yeah. Um, so tell me about how that all came about. So you, you get the land, um, and then you get license, apparently, eventually. Um, and uh, then you got to build this thing. Not, not cheap. Well, we, first of all, we had to, you know, they they did open it up for another license, and there were three people that had uh, applied for that, and the council set a date that, you know, everybody came in in one night and uh, oh, so there was no guarantee you were going to get that either. No, okay, no, no. and uh, we made our presentation uh, that night. Uh, a couple of the people, or one person that we we, we thought we had nailed down ended up going to the hospital with uh, some heart issues and <laughs> oh boy we didn't know if we would get it or not but we went through the presentation and uh, everyone made their presentation at the end of that they voted and uh, first round of votes we got uh, the majority of the votes enough to secure it well and you got to compare your presentations to everybody else yeah <laughs> it's like oh we know what to do now <laughs> so okay so now you're committed got this license i mean I, I guess you technically wouldn't have to do it you could give it up again mm-hmm. but uh you said all right this is our time i got the option for the property and now we got to figure out how to do this building before you did any of this part did you have a concept in mind of what you wanted the store to be um the marketing just kind of all of that we had basic designs of the building when we made our presentation to the council you were right, though, about having to have, you couldn't sell anything but a bottle right. in the liquor side. So we had decided we would have two stores. Could you do beer or just wine? and uh, High-gravity beer you could do. It had to be over 8.5%. Uh, See, folks, this is what I'm talking about. He knows that off the top <laughs> of his head. I'm going and going, oh, no, I sold one at 9 point or whatever. No, I, that's the part that just blows my mind. And over time, I'm sure it's just sort of second nature for you. But it wasn't at first, I would imagine. Mm. You were trying to be pretty cautious. You don't want to screw up, right? Right. But we built the building with a wall down the middle of it. We really had two 
stores in that building when we first opened. Oh. And on the left side was, was on the market or the beer side. And then everything that contained alcohol over nine over 8.5% was on the right side. Okay. We sold high-gravity beer over there, and then your wines and your liquors and your ports. and. Uh, so I'm sure you did, you know, business plans, perspectives. Pr- uh, prospectus trying to sort of figure out what you think people will buy the area income all all of traffic count and all that kind of stuff that goes into a business did it sort of turn out like you thought or did it were you close or did you you're like oh my gosh we just way bought way more of this than we needed or well you could you could secure what the market uh, moved uh, uh, in a, in a given area you couldn't, you know, I couldn't get the information from what another store well, had right. sold. But, yeah. you know, for Sumner County, then I could get all the information on, you know, how much Jack Daniels that was moved and mm-hmm. so forth. And you could do Figure some planning there. Yeah. Kinda... And we opened the, the, the store uh, with uh, about two-thirds of what we had uh, allocated for uh, inventory. And we held back a third because we did that to uh, take care of customer requests you know if we got enough right. requests we brought that product in did you um you know th- different liquors different wines i mean that that's not something you can learn in a week um let alone the relationships that you guys had the customers mm-hmm. are, are wanting things they're going to have a party they're going to have a graduation they're going to have whatever mm-hmm. um so how long did it take till you were sort of if you still are confident about knowing all of this. Well, you've also got commodity brands. You know, you've got brands that are, um, they're in demand across the U.S. So they're going, you know, uh, they're going to sell. Jack Daniels is going to sell regardless. Tito's, whoever they're marketing. Yeah. 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 So, you know. And those, those kind of ebb and flow depending on the popularity and the marketing. Yeah. But then you've got wines. I mean, in, in the wine market, in this market, there's probably a half million wines available yeah. locally from the distributors here in Nashville. Well, you know, I've got ten to 12,000 items in my store. You know, I'm, it's a long way away from carrying everything yeah. That, yeah, there's that's no made. Way. There's no way. Do you, um, is any of it seasonal? Sure. Because the weather changes here, but not mm-hmm. dramatically like up in the Midwest where I'm from. It's, you know, 20 below versus... 90 here it's you know 90 to 30 it's, it never gets too crazy on either end but i would imagine times a year barbecues summer you'll see uh rosés when we first opened the store i mean they would only sell for the most part they would only sell in the summer in the very hot summer i mean today it's a year-round product net it certainly goes through still goes through seasons but um, it will slow down in certain areas. I mean, your your cabs and your, your deeper reds, they're going to slow down in the sl- summer because people are drinking something that's lighter and they're sitting on their porch and they want something that's, you know, not too heavy. Right, right. So you have lots of things going on in the store. I mean, you could literally be in there 15 minutes and somebody's trying to get you to carry their item and the distributor's dropping off some stuff and another guy's got you know three cases of god knows what in his car that he's bringing in and he's running it for a distributor and you don't even know it's like what and somebody's got to check that in and then you got to get stuff on the floor and where we're going to put it Mm -hmm. so you know it's interesting to just stand there and i i've watched you guys before i'm like okay this isn't something where you can come in kick back behind your desk close the door and hope nobody bothers you (laughs) because there's just it's a constant um, sort of living, breathing inventory, not unlike airlines, hotels, um, you have space right. and people want it, I would think. Mm-hmm. So how do you navigate through, let's just talk about the people who want you to carry their stuff because, oh my gosh, you know, let's say the word's out on Pourvu, they move so much of this, you need to get over there, you know, and then all of a sudden, hey Don, uh, have you thought about this new? Yeah. I have 16 reps that call on me every week and um, some weeks they bring a lot of product to taste and some weeks they don't. But, uh, you know, it's not unusual to sit down and, and, and go through, you know, 10 different wines and a tasting and a couple of bourbons. You, and how a, the heck do you guys moderate that? <laughs> or can she tell? <laughs> this was, there were three guys there today, 35 products and three guys. 
I guess it's just something you learn over time, right? I mean, it is. Well, and you know what, what your needs are. I mean, what we're looking for is uh, you, you taste something and – I don't want to know what it costs. I want to guess what it costs. And, you know, if I guess that bottle is $35 and it comes in at 22 okay. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's yeah. uh Have that's, you ever had one where you're like, you know what? I'm not even putting this up to my lips. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, where you're like. Yeah, my nose will kill a lot yeah, of yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. His nose is a moneymaker, folks. Hey, we're, uh, we're coming up on our second break here. We're talking with Don and Evelyn Bonds, the owners of Porvo here in Andersonville. And we're going to come back and talk uh, more. We're having fun, and I'm learning. We're all learning about liquor and wine and beer and all that good stuff uh, right here on WHIN on Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by F&M Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and at myfmbank.com. We'll be back right after these messages. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. We're back here on Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning with Don and Evelyn Bonds, owners of Poor Vu on Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. And we were just sort of getting into the nuts and bolts day-to-day operations of, of the business. How many employees do you guys have? Uh, depends on the time of the year, but from 16 to 20, 22, somewhere along in there. Okay, so this is my obligatory let's talk about the pandemic uh, section of the program, which I can't seem to get away from the last three months. But uh, I have a lot of friends who are in the liquor business. I don't even know what to call it. Do I call it the liquor yeah, business? It's a liquor, yeah, that's fine. Um, and there's good and bad. It's highly regulated. Uh, however, people drink when they're sad and they drink when they're happy. So everybody said it's, you know, it's like the perfect thing to be in. Now, we all know that's not true, um, but it sounds true. <laughs> um, so how has this, uh, it's it sort of blindsided everybody. Um, how did you guys deal with that? And uh, did you have to close and for how long? And then how, how did you, it was a good time to probably rethink the store or clean it or whatever it is you guys you know all businesses kind of mm -hmm. were able to take a new look at their operation and think about doing business a little differently what did you guys do during this whole thing well we were deemed an essential business so we we were able to stay open but at the same time because of the the fears we had individuals that were um pregnant or their wife was pregnant and older and we have several older individuals mm -hmm. that uh you know, we're in their retirement and we're concerned about it. So we started lo losing uh, the availability of staff. We knew we were going to have to do some reductions mm -hmm. and we wanted to maintain the health of the individuals that were still working there. So uh, we cut our hours and uh, we had just, we were on the verge of bringing up a new app and uh, an online ordering system with our website. So we threw that into gear and had it up in two days and see that's uh, really cool because we were getting a brand new automation system so people could do their shows from home yeah and we just finished right when this i mean it was sort of kismet thank yeah. goodness yeah. so it, it really gave you a lot more flexibility yes and so we we cut our hours we were open from uh, uh nine to nine to seven and uh we didn't allow anyone in the store we were doing curbside pickup only okay and we did that for about eight weeks, didn't we? Yes, eight weeks. And then did it slow down at first pretty heavy? And then and then as people, you know, I don't think anybody still really knows about this. We're just still figuring it out. Um, did it start to pick up? And, um, well, the, order, the number of orders were, went way down because, I mean, our, we had a lot of traffic mm -hmm. on a normal day. Um, but the good thing was is that the size of the order almost over doubled. Don't, in, People that were concerned that, that they were going to shut us down. Right. And so, so you're telling me it was yeah. toilet paper and booze? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give Who me would a have thought. You know, you heard about the toilet paper, but you never heard about the booze. A case of toilet paper and a uh, case of uh, Tito's. <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah. And I'm good, right? Um, so, you know, the government was sort of asking some of these distilleries and things like that to help out. Did that? I mean, I, I can't imagine that affected things too much, but, I mean, or was that more publicity stuff, or did it really help that these guys are now making hand sanitizer? Well, the government didn't help at first. It took about five weeks to get the government to approve that a distillery could make hand sanitizer. 
Um, Your government at work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it certainly would have helped if we'd had it off the front. I mean, even well, the I don't. I don't know that anybody can move as fast as a small business. And and I, you know, I'm a small business. You're a small business. And that's I think something we can be proud of. Mm-hmm. We're very very nimble. We can we can move quickly. So you had the store closed, and you were doing curbside, and the orders were getting bigger. Fewer of them, but. Um, did you do anything to the interior? Did you take advantage of the time to do some other things uh, to the store? Just, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's an old store. Heck, it's well, still we beautiful were... and brand new, but everything could, you know, maybe something you wanted to do, but you didn't really do no, it. No, we really didn't have time. I mean, we had we had limited personnel. We were getting about 200, I mean, 250 to 350 orders a day. All those were, oh, for goodness. the majority, they were coming in between four o'clock and six o'clock so we were having to pull them well that's when they would normally get off work so (laughs) my bell is internal bell is ringing we pulled everything we had to be able to stack orders up on and just lined it up in the store so that we could get them out there to them as quickly as possible well when i drove by one time that's i i was sort of getting the impression that it went from a retail store to a distribution center (laughs) but you know, it was pretty clever because you you could have your order sheets on each one and they were ready to go and you just keep moving them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're not spring chickens, any of us, um, except, you know, Evelyn, of course, is. But, you know, this is a physical job, by the way, and I think sometimes people forget that. Oh, yeah. Um, how, do, how, did, how does that work? I mean, it's, it's hard. Well, Evelyn can probably tell you more than I did because I was banished to the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, yeah. We'll call you uh, Don the Mask. <laughs> they, they would joke. I'd call, and Evelyn would say, the home office is calling. <laughs> uh, and you're like, I'm fine. I'm coming in. No, you're not. Yeah. So she's protecting, obviously, right? Yeah. She keeps a, She watches out for you. That's pretty cool. So, um, Okay, so uh, so you were able to get through that, and now we're in, what phase are we in? Two or three? I don't even know which phase we're in, but you're pretty much back to normal do you have to regulate the amount of people or are you just saying folks just try to try to space and you know we're just now getting to where we can bring it back to normal hours yeah and i think we're planning on doing that in the next week or two so as a business owner um going through this is there any advice you could give other people out there that might be listening that are either business owners maybe they're thinking about getting into business that you learned over this kind of thing well, in any business, you have to be conscious of what the absolute worst can be. I, I can remember doing the budgets for before we, uh, when we were trying to secure money to build the building and so forth. I mean, I always run three bro- budgets. I, I, I run a worst case, what I think is going to be the normal, and then a best case budget. Are you listening, folks? I have one. Okay, there's my, part of my glitch. <laughs> Okay, so you, you had these three budgets, and then and you see this. Then how did it look compared to the worst case? Was it well, worse than the worst, or was it? Again, we were very fortunate. It was the best of the best because our sales were up, uh, on average, about 22% over the same period last year. And because you couldn't really get folks in, your costs were down. So this is an opportunity for you, which is a good thing. I mean, yeah. that's what you know America's all about. Even in the worst of times, some people can make money. Yeah. Um, and you were an essential business. We were an essential business. And the thing that I look back on this, and I can't wait to look back even further, mm-hmm. that this is way behind us, but is is the uh, it made it go faster. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there there is that because for a lot of folks that are employees, they they just gotta you know be at home, and I'm sure it was killing them, driving them crazy. But for me, it as uh, radio, you know, we were getting the word out and our job is to inform everybody um it it flew by really in a weird way um not something i'd ever hope we ever have to do again no so um so you've been open since 2013 um and have you thought about continuing to grow or you're like this is good (laughs) we're happy or you know or do you don't have to divulge any secrets if you don't (laughs) Change is always good. Yeah. Opportunities abound. Yes. Not a good time to sell in anything. Homes, no. businesses, but it's a great time to buy. <laughs> if you're able. 
so like that's what I meant about sort of this opportunity um, that could be uh, in the business world right now um, as tough as it is for some hopefully we can get this thing going again mm -hmm. um, so gosh we're not okay I thought for a second there I thought we were ready for our next break um, so what is if, if you could describe poor vu in just a few sentences what would you say putting her on the spot. <laughs> I mean, what makes it different? Um, it really is, I hope it's a hometown feel. We have the best customers in the United States here in Hendersonville. And uh, we just enjoy being with them and we want it to be a comfortable place. Like you said, some people, they don't um, understand wine and they're a little scared about that, but they need to take something somewhere or they want to make a gift. And we just always want people to feel comfortable. And that's why we have the tastings. And um, we just have some great employees that are really passionate about different areas and they really know more about certain things than Don and I. Yeah. So that was more than a few sentences. <laughs> that's okay. So for a guy like me who is kind of a, bonehead when it comes mm -hmm. to booze um i can come in and not feel intimidated that i have a client i want to take care of or a spouse i want to surprise or um so don't be afraid to ask those questions you're not mm -hmm. going to be you know look down you know the nose at them because um, i do think people get intimidated don't you i do I, I, there's no doubt that they do but that's what we're there for i mean there aren't any silly questions right yeah. but then you have your experts that come in i'm sure with a, a very persnickety taste, and that's fine too. There's a heck of a lot of collectors out there. Are there people like that that like collecting wines and have big uh, wine cellars that you help fill their sure. cellars up? And sure. do you go to their house and kind of say, "Well, I could use a few more of these"? And I mean, how do you how do you know? They collectors for the most part, they know what they're looking for. So you have the people that don't know anything. You have the people that. Uh, are sort of experts or know what they want. How much of your time, Don or Evelyn, is spent searching out these maybe very unique um, wines or liquors uh, from around the world? Well, the, the state has a database that we use, and, and anything that's available is in that database. And then it will tell you who the distributor is. So it, it's not that it's, then you call the distributor and see if they have it available. Okay. And how long it might take them to get it or whatever. So, you, But if there's something that they want, you can get it for me. If it's, uh, if it's at the distributor. Bringing it in from the supplier is a different story. Okay. But, you know, we get deliveries on some of the distributors, and the major ones, three times a week. So it's not, yeah. a, it's not a big turn. Yeah, so you may not you know, have to wait forever no. if they've got it available. So... Tell me about your travels. You know, usually people in your business can travel and they get to know vineyards and proprietors of vineyards and all of that. Do you ever get to do any of that fun stuff? We have. It's been a while. It's time to do something again. But yeah, yeah. yeah, we've uh, got to visit uh, Napa and Sonoma and uh, visit some of the brands we carry there in Lodi. That was a great trip. We also went to Washington State and... Um, is it cool to see how something's made that you've been selling for years? Is it, you know, help you feel more confident about what you're talking about when you sell it? Yes, it really does. And to see them harvesting grapes, it's really um, spectacular. And to see all of the um, organic methods that are used today with the these vineyards. Um. They'll try anything, won't they? <laughs> It's crazy. So, you do what? Yeah. <laughs> we won't tell our customers yeah. that. <laughs> right? But there's a lot of local vineyards, too. So how's that changed uh, over the years? Because I know there's bunches of them. In every state today. I mean, there's a, uh, most local vineyards are, are bringing juice in, fro in frozen blocks and, and producing wine locally. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. It's... It, not all, matter of fact, very few of the of, of the the uh, varietals that you know are the major varietals really can be grown in Middle Tennessee. Right. It's the climate's still not not right for it. Now there are some hybrids that are starting to come along that they're uh, 
uh, being successful with along that line. But that could take, you know, 50 to 100 years to figure out. But they'll eventually probably figure out what will work, mm-hmm. right? Right. And they'll have a right. different, completely different flavor than than maybe a California or whatever. Or Possibly. We'll, we'll just have to see. But, you know, a lot of the wines are similar. Uh, I mean, you take Italy. I mean, Italy's got 1,300 varietals of grape. And they make a wine out of every one of them <laughs> and blend yeah. every one of them with another one. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Uh, so it's, it's, it's unlimited to the possibilities that you come up with. Um, okay, well, we're talking with Don and Evelyn Bonds of Poor Vu, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more. But um, I want to chat a little bit about this local thing, not only, you know, maybe some people that are local uh, vineyards that you maybe wanted to help out or maybe some philanthropic things or events and things that Poor Vu does, because I know you don't just open your doors and people come in. You guys are involved and do lots of things. So we're going to come back and talk with uh, Don and Evelyn here in just a moment on Sumner County Spotlight as we continue here on this Sunday morning on WHIN. Thanks for joining us. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. We are back this Sunday morning for Sumner County Spotlight on WHIN with Don and Evelyn Bonds, the owners of Poor Vu. Well, here we are in our last segment, and you've you built this store that I'm sure you you know you had a vision for this thing. It's not your typical, you know, drive-through liquor store. You know, this is a a beautiful building. So you didn't really spare any expense doing that when you were, you know, putting this together. Did you, did it turn out as you'd hoped? I think so. Uh, we visited, I don't know, a hundred different stores across the nation uh, in the two or three years prior to starting the store so we had a good idea of what we wanted to be in the store and the store is designed really for women i mean it's it's it, i wasn't going to go there but we all know wine and women and i was just going to open a place called wine women and shoes uh, and i would never see my wife again but that's probably chauvinistic to say so i don't mean it that way but but truly there is no question that um a store you know you don't want some dumpy old you know, like gas station type of liquor store, um, women are going to go in there. Mm-hmm. Mine doesn't go into a gas station restroom. Nope, got to right. keep driving. Absolutely. <laughs> like, um, and your store is clean. Um, the inventory is constantly moving, and I'll come in, and we'll see the different displays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it is it is pretty cool because you never know what you're going to see when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Am I close to right on that? I certainly hope so. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what we strive for. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't want tall aisles canyons that you had to walk through and you couldn't be seen right you know um, oh my gosh some stores you can see and you know it's crickets it is so much space and so little product other stores i won't name names but you're like <laughs> in there with your elbows scrunched together there is so much product i don't even know how you can shop let alone they're all still in boxes well what's that i don't know let's open it up well Maybe you ought to open them for people to see. Every store we went in, I'd always come, we'd come out and I'd say, would you go in there by yourself? That's a, that's and a good Evelyn way to look would at give it. me her opinion on it. So, yeah. Well, it is bright. You know, you've got the windows, but there's light coming from above too and, and different. And I'm sure all of that was uh, designed for a reason. Was there anybody around Hendersonville, Sumner County doing anything close to this when you guys started in 2013? No, not really. It was plus you had a brand new area, so you know it kind of had to fit the area as well. And you're up on the nice little hill there, which yeah, is, we are. That was pretty cool. Um, okay, so what's what's next for Poor Vu? I mean, uh, any? Uh, are you just glad to be reopened again and bringing your people back, and or do you have bigger and better plans? And you don't have to tell us what they are. <laughs> You know, we may have some plans at some point. Uh, everything is based upon opportunity. You know that. Uh, yeah, but some guys like right. you get it right. Guys like me go, oh, I'll get stuff and running. Two and a half years later, I'm finally, you know, about where I need it to be. So it's not, it's not easy. It does take, you clearly do your research. Is this the, like the numbers he, he 
knows what he's doing kind of guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you lower your risk when you take the time to do the analytics because you said you do three budgets. That's not somebody who's just winging it. No, I've, I've done that for years. <laughs> yeah. But how many businesses can say, where are you going to be in five years? The ones that are pretty good have a, at least a ballpark clue, you know, pandemics aside. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, so you've still got visions and things. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're poised to be able to take advantage of opportunities that may come along. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, how about family members? Is there anybody, you know, kids or anybody that's in the business or enjoys it? Or is this, uh, you know, just the, your, the passion of both of you? Well, my son uh, works at Porvoo, and, and we've worked together for 30 years. He and I and Evelyn have worked together for over 30 years. He was my plant manager in the, mm-hmm. in the printing industry, so uh, he's very well-versed. In and Daddy taught him the numbers, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's good. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, she's and our good. daughter is the office manager. Yes. Okay. So. So it is a family I affair. I could vouch that that's almost the most important job in the place because <laughs> oh, we've yeah. all had bad ones, and things yeah. can get really weird, really bad, really quick. Right. She so. brings in all the inventory. And um, and is the one that doesn't sleep at night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't show up, but we already paid for it. What? <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. Um, so how much wine did you – or I don't want to just say wine. How much inventory are you moving – in and out of Porvu in a, in a year or a week or what? I mean, I think people would be surprised just how much business you're doing, just because it's, you know, great location, uh, safe, clean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, well-designed. You're not, you can mm-hmm. kind of uh, go in there and relax and look around and you don't feel this sort of this pressure in and out. What, what are those, if you don't mind sharing, and you don't have to, that's, I don't want to give any secrets away. We'll move somewhere between... Um, 5,500 and 10,000 units a week. Yeah. Are you listening, Hendersonville? <laughs> Are you listening, Gallatin? <laughs> wow. Okay. And that's not even during the holiday, right? <laughs> so we got a couple of those coming up. By the way, Father's Day, we want to remind everybody. <laughs> right. I'm going to guess there's a few Father's Day things that they could see when they come into Porvoo this week. Oh, yes. Right because, when you walk in, we've got right? some great Father's Day gifts. So are you hearing that? This is airing on Sunday. <laughs> it is Father's Day today, and you open at what time on Sunday? 10 o'clock. And that's when this show yeah. starts, so yeah. get over there and don't forget about Dad. <laughs> and then a week later, what are we doing? Or two weeks later? Fourth of July. Fourth mm-hmm. of July. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think there's any restrictions on people getting together anymore because there was the, you know, eight people, ten people, twenty-five people. So get your family together. Get your refreshments and adult beverages over at Porvu. And uh, so uh, tell tell uh, folks that may not have had a chance to visit your store um, or contact you uh, and maybe your website. Can you give us that information, phone number, website, address, all that good stuff? So. Sure. We're at 263 Indian Lake Boulevard. Our phone number is 615-590-7094. And our website is poorvu.us. Um, when you do your website and you've got all this inventory, how many things are you carrying right now, if you just guess? I've got about 6,000 up on the website right now. I mean, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a constant... Again, it, it, it's just so interesting because, I mean, not that radio doesn't move pretty quick. We've got a lot of things we're mm-hmm. doing. But, you know, there literally is no stop time for mm-hmm. the liquor business. No, no. How, how do you, you wake up in the morning and go, those 30, <laughs> those 30 wines were supposed to be on the website. Where are they? You know, how do you? Well, they, they, fortunately, our, our software allows that. I mean, when we bring it into the store and if we market it to be web active, it within the next 10 minutes it's going to be active on the website oh that's cool so technology is a big deal oh yeah and like you said you've gotten mm-hmm. that software mm-hmm. uh recently right when this all right. happened so that's that's a good a good investment it sounds like and it, it is changing all the time technology so you have to keep up with that too right yes okay one last idiot wine question from the bonehead over here in the peanut gallery um somebody told me it's like always about the label or the packaging what what the heck does that mean I mean, wine's wine, right? I know that's really stupid to say, but I'm packaging 
they spend so much time, so much energy on appeal and how it looks and where it's at on the shelves, eye level, below eye level. This all matters, right? They're thinking of that sure, stuff, aren't they? Sure, and, and And certain styles appeal to certain age groups. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Because, you know, you'll... Where'd the skull and crossbones come yeah. from, you know, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it is very, very interesting. But is it me or in the last three, four years, they've gotten really creative? I mean, the bottle shapes and the things, I don't know if it's because of 3D printing or glass blowing or how the heck they make some of these things. I think it's been there for a long time. I think the ability to uh, create some of the unusual shapes and so forth, but also the artwork itself is has uh, it evolves with time. Uh, there are Art Nouveau type labels that still appeal, and right. you know there's the wild and crazy that you know. Yeah. Let's have fun. Yeah, and the and. You know, I think in that business there's still uh, hand uh, things that are hand done and then reprinted because you know right. not everything can be printed digitally. You just can't get that same effect. Yeah. So that's probably a whole other set of things. What about the expensive things? Let's say you've got a big client. You want to spend three to five hundred bucks, blow their doors off, and you see, you know, um, I don't know whether to call them gift sets, but they have a box and they they're they only make a few of them and they're these beautiful displays and they come with glasses or whatever it, do you have those kind of things that they sure as well? sure you know there are limited editions that that are there there's scotches and there's hard to get uh bourbons or rye or whiskeys or or uh, wines so what is the most uh, popular selling thing that you thought would never work <laughs> that's what i want you're like I don't even want to carry this. And all of a sudden, they're just buying it like crazy. Was any of those surprise you? I think recently, the the, the thing that really shocked me was uh, a product called Screwball. It's a peanut butter whiskey. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, It's like, hey, if you have nut allergies, stay away from this aisle. (laughs) But it has really gone well. And, you know, I tasted it, and it's, it's... it's oh. good, especially if you like peanut butter. People said something about chocolate wines yeah. and stuff. Is that right? There's a chocolate. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's just so bizarre. Yeah. You're right. They will experiment with anything, won't they? Yeah. <laughs> brought, a, brought a grapefruit rosé in this week. <laughs> so well, there you go. You can have your morning grapefruit and drink it, too, with your mimosa. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> um, okay. One last uh, chance to let's just let everybody know your hours. Again, where you're located, phone number. Um, and we got some holidays coming up, so this is a good time to tell everybody summer's here, stores open, mm-hmm. uh, pandemic's not behind us, but we're going to pretend it is. Stores clean, uh, people can wear masks, they can do social distancing. I'm sure you have all the markings and all that. So, can you tell us uh, about all your hours and everything? One more. Time? Sure, we're open um, Monday through Saturday, nine to nine, nine a.m. to nine p.m. Sundays, ten to six. Okay. And you're on Indian Lake Boulevard. Indian Lake Boulevard, 263 Indian Lake Boulevard. Our website's poorvu.us. And um, you can download our app. We have a oh, Apple okay. or the Android app cool. to, for curbside pickup or delivery. Coming up, we have uh, Cousin's Main Lobster Truck will be with us oh, yeah. on Saturday, June 27th, next Saturday. That's always And that's fun. always just awesome. They're famous lobster roll and bisque. You don't want to miss. They're there from 11 to 7. And then after that, 4th of July, we've got some great things out for that. And there's always wine tastings going on, sampling. And yeah. Right now, we're not doing any tastings because of COVID. Right. But we look forward to starting those that again That probably, soon. hopefully, won't be a whole lot longer. I, yeah. I know in Nashville, you know, they're two or three mm-hmm. weeks behind us. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Uh, but <laughs> but we can provide the just exactly what you need for your private tasting when you get home. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. The one that you won't tell anybody about. So, uh, well, thank you so much. And by the way, Don's available for business consulting. And we recommend you do three budgets. And I know I'm going to go back and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to open open QuickBooks up. But uh, we really do thank you guys for being here. It's it's great to see a successful business um, in Sumner County. And, and uh, you guys have been there and your clients of ours too. And we greatly appreciate it because um, small businesses – I, I believe in it so much. It's super important. We gotta mm-hmm. we gotta help each other, and uh, I know you guys are always there. So, thank you thank so you. much. Yeah, it was fun. All right.
Now you can go back and yell at Don again. If you okay. Want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, Sumner County Spotlight for this Sunday morning. We appreciate Don and Evelyn Bonds, the owners of Poor Vu Spirits Wine and Beer Warehouse uh, on Indian Lake Boulevard here in Hendersonville. And we're going to talk to you again next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here on 1010 a.m. and 100.7 FM, WHIN on Sumner County Spotlight. I'd like to thank F&M Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard for their sponsorships. And we'll talk to you next week. Sumner County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.